Um, all right, as we move into our vision meeting, uh, let me pray, and then we're going to hop right in. So let's pray. God, grant us eyes to see with faith, ears to hear. God, open our hearts to all that you want to do in and through our church. I praise you for these names. Bless each and every one of them. Your goodness knows no bounds. So we praise you for your faithfulness to us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. All right, the purpose of today's vision meeting is to go over our finances and to articulate the the past year, where we're at in terms of spending, what we believe God's called us to do in the future. And so we're going to be talking about vision because our giving, our spending always follows vision. And so that's where we're headed. So um, I'm going to share a little bit on the vision and dreams front for the future. Alicia's going to come up and share about our budget um, and even a little bit of our pledge goal. And then I'm going to follow with kind of what happens after this meeting. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to share them in the chat. Um, I, I believe they're going to go directly um, to Michael, who's going to be kind of the facilitator of the questions. If you're here and you have questions, I'm going to invite you just to raise your hand and just speak up because I can hear you. Um, so that's what's coming. All right. And the questions, so we have Q&A later. The questions can be about giving. They can be about budget. They can be about anything that's going on in the church. Um, you're, those are, it's very open-ended. When it comes to vision and future dreams, I want to start by with a verse I referenced, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. It says, And my God will richly supply your every need through the riches and the glory of Christ Jesus. God's faithfulness in this church, to this church, through this church has been beautiful, and we want to continue to be a people that God says, I trust you and I will expand what I'm asking you to do and expand the vision. That's what we've been asking. And God has been expanding the vision and increasing it even beyond what we've been able to share and in some ways even comprehend. And so um, I want to share a little bit about that. We talked in the vision meeting last uh, last month about the vision and mission, um, but I want to kind of revisit specifically around the worship project. It's been called the Song Project, Worship Project, Song Recordings, Worship Project. That's what we're going to be calling it going forward. When, when we give to this and we commit to this, we're following God's prophetic words to our church through prayer. And in that, God has spoken that he has called us to praise more than anything else that he wants to unleash a revival on this city and in the world, and it comes by worship. And so he's called us to praise. And then God has spoken to us and said, I have given you the people. This is what God does. He says, he rearranges pieces on the chessboard, you Queen's Gambit folks. He rearranges them in such a way that he's ready for the time. And inside of that, he's given us the purpose for this worship project. And that purpose, the, the passage that God has spoken to Alf and others, is that passage where Jesus speaks about the 99 and the 1, where he says, they will leave the 99 and go after the 1. And what God has spoken to us about the songs, specifically that we are to write and to record and to distribute, is that there have been plenty who have written songs for the 99, those who have been in the church and they're familiar with the church. 
And then there are songs throughout the world that are written for the one that speaks to the human heart that has wandered from God and kind of moves them in a unique way. And God has said, write songs for the hundred. Write songs for those who know me. Write songs for those who don't. But they, they will speak to the cry of the human heart that will bring them back into the presence of God. That that is what he has called us to do and that's what we will do. And here's what I have found out just over this last week. He told us that we were gonna do this in 2011. He spoke at the first vision meeting that ever existed for this church in 2011. The exact words is that we will write and record and sing songs that will be sung throughout the world. And that's what God's gonna do. He is gonna take these songs and he is going to make them sung throughout the world. That's what he's after. That's just where we're beginning over this next year. But I believe God has expanded our dreams. In the past, that's taken on the phrases of we want a justice center or a healing center. Back in March, um, when the pandemic hit and the city basically emptied, um, we tried to do that whole me work from home thing and I drove my family crazy. By God's grace, the we work was open. And every day I walked up um, Hudson from Beach Street and every day, God just said, begin to pray for these buildings. Begin to pray for this, these spaces. And what God has been saying to me and what I've been praying for is that he would give us the buildings in this neighborhood and in this city. I believe God wants us in the future to launch a preschool that we might take what Courtney has done in this kids' ministry that is better than anything I've ever seen in anywhere in kids' ministry and institute it into families' lives through school, that we might be able to impart to them excellence in education from an early age and early childhood development. I believe that God wants to give us buildings for a healing center. He wants to give us space where we launch businesses to be able to employ and to provide job training for those in need in our city. I believe God wants to do that. And it's not as if it's something that hasn't been done before. Um, the church I was at previously uh, was over in Gramercy and on the block where the church was built, J.P. Morgan and a bunch of other generous donors bought up the entire block they built a school, they built a rehab center, they built a home for the elderly and those in need. The church was written about in the early 1900s as the model for what it looks like to be a place of justice and hope and life to those in need. And I just hear God saying, do it again, church. Do it again, church in New York City. And so these are dreams that we have and we don't know when, we don't know how but we know that God wants to do these things as he tries to reshape New York City. And he's just inviting us to play our part. He's doing this in other churches, other churches God has given buildings to this year. Other churches God is continuing to enhance that. And this is a move that he wants to do of reclaiming the land that's part of his promise so that we could restore the city and restore the streets. And so we believe that God is doing that. It's, it's dreams that we have for the future but I believe it's dreams that are possible. I know that all God, in God all things are possible, but I also believe that uh, God wants to do something in us that we haven't seen, and uh, we're just getting started. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm longing for. And I just want to see God kind of blow us away. Now that's future, and I don't know when, and I don't know how. But I want you to hear from Alicia Lee. So I'm going to invite Alicia Lee to come up. 
Um, and she's going to share with you uh, a little bit about our budget. And she's going to share a little bit about what's happened in 2020, but also what's to come in 2021, and a little bit about the pledge. She's been working um, directly with Mia, and you know, Mia is just a huge gift to, of God to our church, along with our finance team. Um, that we would take the spirit-filled excellence and move it into stewardship with faithfulness, uh, just as a way that we stand before God and say, everything that people have given, we've tried to honor God with everything that we've done. Um, and so, as everyone's favorite portion of the meeting is always financial updates, so please give a warm welcome to Alicia Lee. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so, um, can you guys hear me okay? Okay. Am I good? Perfect. Um, okay, so um, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, Logan, about the numbers, but I do sense that um, there are a bunch of people who have their fingers poised over the volume button right now going, oh, this is the budget. I can turn down the volume and wait until Logan comes back on the screen. So for those people, maybe I'll just promise that I'm not gonna go through like a books and records update. I'm not an accountant. Um, but what I am gonna try to do is to, through our numbers, tell you a bit of the story of what happened this past year um, and give you a sneak peek as to what we think the story will be for next year. Um, so this is um, my second time presenting on the budget to the church. The first time I did it was as a member of the finance team. And Today, I'm presenting on the budget as one of the new lay pastors of the church, um, which means that um, I was part of praying over and setting this budget. Um, and so as I stand here before you guys, I just want to thank the Lord for um, that privilege, that burden, and, and really that opportunity. Um, Logan mentioned Mia Marais already. She runs our finances and operations. And what I've learned about numbers over the years is that the simpler and cleaner and more sensible the numbers look, the more work has gone on behind it to make that the case. So for every nice, round, sensible number that you see up there on the screen, um, just know that there's a spreadsheet with assumptions and scenarios and a lot of hard work that, um, that Mia brought to bear behind that. And so any, any mistakes, by the way, that you hear tonight, uh, today in my remarks are mine and definitely not hers. Um, okay, so as we look at the screen where I would like to draw your attention to, is the sort of leftmost part of the screen. Um, these are the PL items of our church. PL is profit and loss. And PL, very simply, is taking all of your income, subtracting all of the expenses, and arriving at either a profit or a loss. So, what I'll try to do as I move through this year, and as I take you through next year, is to explain what some of these items are. Some of them are pretty straightforward, um, but others are a little bit more nuanced. So, where I would like to start is that middle column. It says 2020 almost actual. And I know Mia's cringing right now because that's not sort of an acceptable accounting terminology. That's my way of saying, hey, where we are in the year right now, there's 11 months of actual results that have, that have happened already, but there's still a few weeks where we're forecasting. And so that actual almost tries to capture that this is, uh, this is where we are. And that exclamation point is just for fun. Um, okay, so. Um, income, $3 million. Um, income at a church is kind of a funny term. Of course, it means mostly the tithes and offerings of our church, and then a little bit of extra stuff like interest income for cash in the bank. I'm so excited to update you guys this morning that our tithes and incomes received, as of this morning, 
is $2.55 million. $2.55 million. Thank you, yes. I know it's awkward to clap at home, but please do, please join me in celebrating that number. Um, if we look at the pattern of how people have given in this church, that 2.55 today could be 2.7 or 2.8 or 2.9 or even 3 million as we close out the year. And this is in a year of major anxiety, major uncertainty, and it's a miracle. You know, it's a miracle. This number is all of you showing your faith and your obedience and what you told the Lord you would bring to his feet. That's what that number is. It's a miracle, and it deserves to be celebrated. So um, on the expense line, um, the first uh, item you'll see there is payroll expense. I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, this ticked up a little bit as we had some, you know, staff changes. It's sort of a net increase. Um, it doesn't sort of really change until we get into next year as, um, you know, we see some of our uh, staff additions um, sort of for the full year. Um, outside giving, um, you heard a lot about this a few weeks ago during Mission Sunday. Um, this is the um, third uh, of our income that we give away each year to our um, outside giving partners, and it's a signature part of what we do here. Um, after that, you'll see uh, Sunday services. This ticked down a little bit, of course, since we were no longer sort of um, you know, meeting in person all year, and we had this sort of hybrid approach to coming to you in person and, and online. Um, and it didn't tick down as much as you would think, since we obviously still occupy this physical space, even when we're all virtual. Um, after that, we have the worship project. Um, what you see for this year is just a small down payment, um, a small start on what you'll really start to see come through as we move through next year, and so more to come on that later. Um, retreats and events, this is the biggest delta relative to our expectations as we stood at the end of last year. Um, of course, we were uh, fortunate to do our all-church retreat before COVID hit, but we didn't have a physical women's retreat, we didn't have a men's retreat, or um, you know, certain events like our Easter egg hunt. Um, and then general ministry costs. That um, sounds like a boring category, and some of it is, like sort of legal and administrative expenses of operating a church, but there's also some really important stuff in here. Um, for instance, this includes the cost of counseling, which of course in a year like this went up. Um, and then some other things sort of netted out of that. You know, we didn't meet in person in community groups, so a lot of those associated costs went away. Um, all of that nets down to a net profit of $175,000, which on a budget like ours, that's sort of plus or minus 5% is sort of right down the fairway when it comes to sort of hitting your budget. Um, and I consider that to be another miracle, in particular in a year like this year. Um, so that is 2020 almost actual. Um, so let's now turn to 2021, since I know that we're all ready to close the door on 2020. As we look forward to 2021, I want you to take a very close look at the income line that we've put under 2021, $3.3 million. This is not math. I think it's easy for people to look at that number and go, oh yeah, that's plus 10%, it's some inflation, some growth, makes sense. That's not what this is. $3.3 million is a word of the Lord to Logan, which you'll hear him talk about a little bit later. So just put a big star next to that number. Um, next, we have um, payroll-related expenses, and you'll see that this is up a fair bit versus what we saw this year, um, and that's a couple of things. That's one, like seeing the impact of, you know, staff additions come through for the full, full year, and, you know, I'm looking at Jasmine, and, you know, we're really excited about, um, about her and, and the other additions that we've made. Um, and it's number two, um, 
some catch up that we've made in terms of benefits to our staff. You know, we want to make sure we're taking care of our staff as well as they take care of us. And there are some basic benefits that we didn't provide before that we want to make sure we're doing now, like 401k, for instance. Um, so that's another reason why that number has gone up. But actually, I would say that this number kind of understates where we're going to be when it comes to our payroll. Because we made the decision to take a big chunk of our payroll and put it into the worship project. And so as part of the worship project, we are bringing on staff a number of our musicians to be artists in residence. And we could have put it into payroll, because it is, but we really want to be able to present to you guys, especially for next year, our big investment year into the worship project, we really wanted to put in front of you guys a number that shows what we think it means to be all in on this key ministry. Um, so, so it's sort of, in my mind, a little understated. Um, the other reason why I think it might be a little understated is, you know, our needs as a church continue to evolve. This sort of hybrid approach of being in person and online, I don't think we quite have our arms around yet what all we need. So I would look at that number and I would just envision a big green up arrow next to it because I think that's the direction where it's headed. Um, outside giving, this is the one-third of our income. Um, so... That's pretty self-explanatory Sunday services that'll tick down a little bit, I think, next year. I think our um, thought on sort of coming back is that it'll be gradual and it'll happen over the course of the year. And so you kind of see that reflected in this um, slightly lower cost. <clears throat> and then worship project. Um, so you heard from Logan about the vision of the worship project. Broad brush strokes, what it means in terms of the numbers is, again, bringing a number of our musicians on staff, making them artists in residence. That's a big chunk of this. Um, it is the cost of creating and recording uh, a couple dozen original worship songs. And then it's our best guess for what we think it's going to cost us to put those out in the world, right? Marketing, distribution, um, at least for next year. And again, I think the, the key thing we wanted to be able to communicate with you in this number is just what it really means to really get behind this key ministry for us. Um, after that, you have retreats and events. Um, again, we expect the return to sort of, you know, meeting in person to our signature events to happen quite gradually. So that's why this number is lower than it has been in previous years. And it does not include, for example, an all-church retreat for 21. Um, general ministry costs, um, you know, sort of up a little bit relative to previous years. We do expect counseling to continue to be something that um, is a big part of this item. And that brings us to a $260,000 deficit for the year, or net loss, which, um, you know, again, is kind of in this strike zone, you know, 7 8% right or left of our budget. Um, and I'd say that we're really comfortable with forecasting this net loss position for next year for one key reason, and that's because we're really listening to the Lord about what he wants us to do. And I could just end it there. I could say full stop, like this is what he, where he's leading us, and, and that gives us our comfort in sort of moving ahead with this plan. But I think it wouldn't necessarily be complete without mentioning our reserves. So what you don't see on this screen, uh, what you don't see in the PL is our balance sheet we have roughly $2 million in cash on our balance sheet. Now, we've gotten questions in the past about this reserve number and how we think about it, and you know, I would just say that we're seeking on it. We haven't heard yet from the Lord exactly 
what he'll have us do with that number. And with this number, as with any other aspect of our finances, we never want to be moving outside of the will of the Lord. So that provision, that comfort, that cushion gives us um, just a little bit of extra confidence about our plan for next year. Um, so um, that's it. That's the budget. Feel free to turn up your volume if you're in front of your computer because Logan's coming back. Thanks, guys. Um, a couple of uh, comments on that. Uh, on the last part that she mentioned in terms of savings, um, one of the gifts that that allows us is that when God says do something, we can do it and we can respond quickly. Um, I've been in church situations in the past where we needed to hire somebody and then we had to come back to the church and say, hey, we're trying to raise more funds. Um, this year we were able to say, God's asking Jasmine to join the team and we can say yes with confidence. Um, and so that's really exciting for us to be able to do. And we're, like Alicia mentioned, we think that that anticipates other people as well uh, because you know, we're kind of playing catch up to this new hybrid church reality of online and in person and we don't think that's going away um, in the future. We believe that's what God's called us to do. Alicia mentioned um, that 3.3 million number. Um, I want to share some personal things about that number. Um, so Alicia and Mia and our pastors have been working on the budget along with our staff. And um, I, I honestly just tried to stay out of it. <laughs> I just was like, let's see where it ends up. And I'm going to go seek God on if we're supposed to have a pledge number, uh, a pledge goal, which is like asking our church to give to a certain amount. And so I kind of went to my journals and just kept asking God uh, a question. Now, I didn't share those journals because <laughs> um, anytime that God says something, um, full confession, I tend to doubt. <laughs> and so then I go back the next day and ask and the next day and ask and the next day and ask and so forth. So as we were talking about where the budget had landed, um, Alicia was sharing with the team of pastors that the budget had landed at initially $3.3 million. And I started to laugh and I pulled out my journal and I said, well... Uh, asking God about this pledge number, well, here it says November 29th, $3.3 million. I asked again on November 30th, 3.3. And then I asked again on December 1st. And I was like, are you sure? 3.3. And then on December 3rd in the morning, really? 3.3. December 3rd in the afternoon at 5 p.m., 3.3. So um, I was just sharing with them these things, and it was just was one more way of saying God, God going, I am speaking um, will you listen and will you say yes? Uh, and so I, like you, wrestle with the numbers that God speaks to me and what he's calling us to because I don't know how he's going to fulfill that pledge. I don't know, but I'm asking him and I'm seeking and I'm excited to see what he does. Um, and so I'm hopeful uh, for what he may do um, in the middle of that. And so um, the other thing that I'll say on 2021 is the possibilities of what it means for us to gather back in terms of worship nights, in terms of um, worship concerts in the parks that we're around. There's a lot of possibilities, but that's not something that we necessarily budgeted for, but we want to be ready and willing when God says, let's celebrate, let's bring joy to our city, let's bring new life to our city, new art to our city, um, that we can say yes. And so 
let's hope and pray that 2021 is that reality. Um, and so on the, the pledge goal itself, to say that very clearly, in the past, it's always, um, whether we've said a number or not, people have associated the pledge goal with the budget. And so when we said that pledge goal was 3.3, we then went back and said, if the pledge goal is 3.3, let's make sure a third of that is going outside. That $1.1 million is what we're committed to giving. Um, and so that's why we reworked the budget so that it ended up at 3.5. So um, all that with the numbers. There you go with the numbers again. I'm trying to t- move on from the numbers. Um, with that, uh, the last thing I'll say about 2021 that I'm praying for and I want you to do as well is... Um, I'm praying for another huge baptism service. I'm praying that out of this pandemic that God would awaken people um, to his reality and his presence. That in their isolation, that they met God. That in them being far from God, that he came near to them. And so I'm asking you to pray for that as well. We've seen some miraculous baptism services and I want the next one to blow us away. So please pray with us on that. All right, that's the full nature of the presentation. And so now we'll move into Q&A. Um, so, Michael, are there any questions? Yes. Uh, the first one uh, was, what is the plan for ministry LMCCs? The second one was about budget allocation, and then the third. Whatever. What's the, what's the first question more specifically? Uh, the plans for ministry for LMCC teens. The plans for ministry for LMCC teens. Yes, the students. Great question. Uh, So uh, Jasmine, when she came on, we asked her to oversee our volunteers. And um, so in our volunteers, she has uh, connected with Sam Rodbell, who's been incredibly faithful in pursuing uh, the the girls. And so, um, you know, this this crazy pandemic moment and then the transition to the youth ministry over the years, Sam's kept just, we're trying to keep build relationships. And so she's done that through some brunches in person when we were outside, outdoor dining and it wasn't freezing outside. Um, and now that's transitioned into a, a Bible study over Zoom. In a similar fashion, we want to create that for the boys as well. And so she's engaged, Jasmine's engaged with Sam Rodbell, Emily Beckham, um, even Melissa Yuan, who's served in the past. Um, and then on the boys' side, uh, Nick Lambeth and Jackson Fordyce, who've been involved for a long time. And then Jasmine continue to engage with others um, who have served in the past. And so I think, Jan- I think January 2021 and beyond, you're going to see a lot more engagement in that. What we didn't want to do is overpromise and underdeliver, because um, that's happened in painful situations in the past. And so what we want to do is faithfully serve those youth. And then what God's impressed upon me and our pastors is in the course of 2021 to engage with the families of teens, to be able to engage with parents because uh, the family is where faith is cultivated most. Um, And so how do we resource you and your faith as parents? And then how do we resource you for the conversations in regards to that? Uh, And so you're gonna hear a lot more, I think, from Jasmine in regards to that going forward. And so she's been building a plan and, you know, she just started a few weeks ago and we've asked her to really engage with that. But great question. Michael, what's the next question? Yeah, so the question was, are we going to give one third of the giving for this year? Uh, looks like we have a little bit to go. So on that giving number, you saw 800000 and there was an asterisk. So side comment. That asterisk was last year, um, we 
uh, ended not able to give as much. Uh, we didn't give as much in 2019 uh, in the calendar year as came in. And so then we allocated that $400,000 to give and then COVID hit and we knew exactly what God wanted us to give to that. And so as the calendar year ends, yes, we will be giving a third of what comes in this calendar year. We just want to give it to where God has called us to give it to. And so we're praying as a team of pastors. We know we have some left to give. Um, And so we want to see exactly whether it comes in and what he brings to us um, to give to. And so we ask you to pray that God speaks very clearly to that because he's been clear in the past. And so we know that he'll be clear again. We just wanna be faithful with when he says, give to this, that we do that. So we're, we're ready and actively pursuing uh, possibilities with that. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see. And as that comes about, we wanna tell you about it. So we're gonna, we're gonna share, because that'll be a huge point of celebration. Great question. Um, one of the other questions that, that typically comes in around uh, outside giving is, you set a goal of 3.3. What happens if you don't hit it? What happens if you go over? And you're going to hear me say the same thing I just said. We come and present that before God and say, okay, what are you doing and why? Um, and we're so confident that God is speaking to us as we seek him that we know he's going to give an answer. And as it goes over, the dream is just to continue to give more. Um, that we, you know, we say a third, but... I've, in the past, we've talked about as a team of pastors, it would be amazing if we could keep increasing that. Just like we call our church radical giving, it'd be beautiful if we could just continue um, to increase that number over the years. Um, all right, so no more questions? We're sure? Ah, where is Marcy? And on my screen, she's in the lower right corner. Um, on my uh, so, uh, in, so Marcy, early on in the pandemic, um, Marcy has a beautiful little girl, Jordan, and she knew that the best way for her to continue to be faithful in ministry um, and without the risk to her or her daughter was to relocate to Texas with her family. Um, and so that's where she has been and God's been faithful. You, you've all heard from Marcy a thousand times, I think, since March. And so her ministry continues and God's blessed us in this moment for her role as uh, the minister of spiritual formation to continue this building of discipleship programming and investing in leaders from afar. Um, and so we're still in the middle of this moment and, and Marcy continues to be such a huge blessing to us in the church. I, I, she's going to be back here in person. You're going to hear from her on January 3rd um, to be able, she's going to preach. Um, she's got a word that God's given to her to start the year for us. Um, and so you, uh, I miss seeing Marcy every Sunday. I told her that last week. I was like, I miss seeing you every, every week, but God has blessed her in this moment of where she needs to be. So, Yeah, so a big, the big question was around community groups. What's the plan with that? So Marcy's been working with our leaders to expand what's possible through discipleship and community. 
Um, and so those community groups that we've experienced, um, Marcy has been working with our leaders to revamp them to provide additional options that are going to be um, more directed. So the community group that you've known in the past, there's going to be possibilities for that starting in January. And then on top of that, there's going to be some community groups that have focused topics that as you grow in your discipleship, there will be an emphasis in some groups on prayer or studying the word um, or instances like just other topics that are, that are emphasizing that. Because what we've recognized is the community group was meant to be kind of this one size fits all, but it hasn't been. And that God has expanded the gifts of our community and we want to empower those gifts to be leveraged for the discipleship of the saints in our church. And so there's going to be a more robust um, offering of community groups. And so Marcy's working to really unroll that vision. Um, and so we're going to be recording a video that kind of outlines that. And then in January, you're going to see it all unfold. And we're going to invite you to commit to that uh, for the foreseeable future. So January 2021, um, it's going to be awesome here, no matter what's happening anywhere else. <laughs> All right, so anytime I meet with someone and have coffee, we always have this great conversation and then we leave and I always tell them the same thing, I'm gonna tell it to you. This is not the end of the conversation. So if you have questions about tithing and giving, if you have questions about anything going on in your life and you need prayer, or if you had questions you wish you would have asked, you thought about later, email me. Email Marcy, email Jasmine, email our team of pastors. We want to be able to engage with you. This closes out our giving series. Part one, uncomfortable giving. Part two, radical giving. Part three, this vision meeting. And now we're asking you to submit a pledge. To go online, everyone's gonna submit their pledge online this year, lowermanhattanchurch.com forward slash 2021 pledge. We have opened that website and the last day for you to pledge is January 15th. We are giving you a month a month to be able to sit with God. And it may not take a month. So you can go on right now and you could submit that pledge. But we want you to take this time to seek God because we believe that he will speak to you exactly what he's asking you to give. And so we wanna invite everyone to pledge for this next year a faith-based estimate of your tithe and your offering, those combined, that one number that God is speaking to you to give. And we're asking that he would bless you with that number and he would bless you with his presence and provision uh, in return. And so I want to close out our meeting in prayer that we would see God continue this miracle of generosity and, that he's got going in our church. So please pray with me. Father, your blessings are too many to count. And so I thank you, God. I see your faithfulness with every name on this screen. I know your faithfulness in those that I can't see and haven't seen in so long and I miss them, but I know that you are with them. And God, we once again submit our finances to you as a church and as individuals that you would do as you please and that you would call us to obey you and that we want to do it again. So God, I ask that you would lead us and guide us. We trust you and we choose to worship you with our wealth instead of worshiping wealth. So we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Um, thank you for joining us here. Um, feel free to stick around for a little bit if you're here. Have a phenomenal Sunday and a great week.